That's weird. Uh, how do things get changed without changing them? Unmute. Well, let me unmute. There it goes. There we go. Go live. It's alive. I really need to figure this thing out. Hmm, what happened to that? Countdown, goofy fucking thing. Down the rabbit hole. All about sex. Hmm. Maybe we should do that. Da, 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 Camera audio. Green screen. That's so weird. I am wasting time. Too much. What's up? You like that little countdown thing. What the hell happened to it? It's not. Is it brand? There it is. Is that it? Yeah. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Yeah. 
to you let's stop the music stop the music here what the hell is wrong with you guys welcome to another exciting episode of the original red pill show today is thursday october 8th 2020 this show is for entertainment educational purposes only please use at your own risk this show is copyrighted by me in Freedom Revolution Network, no part of it can be reused, rebroadcasted in any way, shape, or form without our written consent. Or you can just ask as long as you do not take it out of context, period. Finally, this show is opinionated. Take two. <clears throat> Finally, this show is opinionated under no circumstances whatsoever. Should opinions ever be taken as advice? you're seeking professional advice we strongly encourage you to hire a license if required person in his or her field little tommy hey man no it's his name how you doing today broadcasting live from an undisclosed location in the shithole state of illinois uh but not for long so anyway How's it going? What are you doing sitting around? I, um, once again was motivated, I guess. I guess I should turn my camera on. Good morning to everybody in the chat room, la, 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 in the Podbean chat room and in uh, the stream yard, which is YouTube, Facebook, whatever. I'm not so sure about YouTube. I think either the networks in 
YouTube jail or I am or both or whatever, just really try to stay away from that. I much rather just like go on to iTunes <coughs> and, uh, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> too much pot <coughs> this early in, in the morning. <coughs> Oh my gosh. Ooh. Did you get a little choked up, no pun intended, here when uh <clears throat> when I try to do good and I posted something on non-related to this show, actually to my profession. And a poor guy in my industry put up a post asking for suggestions, opinions, help in going off in his own business. Total anonymity here. It doesn't matter <clears throat> who it is. It's the point. It's the context of the subject. Uh, he's a vet going to school using the GI bill <clears throat> and uh, wants to make the jump from employee a business owner so i gave my whole dissertation based on facts and experiences not opinions and i'm already getting total off topic opinions from other people in the discussion group it's an old-fashioned i'm gonna call it that old-fashioned discussion topic room that people start the topics and you click on them and you make your comment. And I'm already getting blown up for, I mean, hell, I should just read the one I just got right now because this is, kind of, I'm not going to read what I wrote because it doesn't matter. It's a big dissertation and experience. Uh, but I can assure you that it's based on that 20 years of starting with nothing, my own capital, and for 20 years, taking $10,000 after refinancing my home, doubling my mortgage rate, having no customers, and turning $10,000 over 20 years into $30 million. Okay, so I, I kind of think, kind of think. I probably have some substance in sharing my opinions and experiences and facts when somebody asks. So, and the reason why, oh, geez, here we go. <clears throat> I'm just about ready to just, I don't even want to get notified with emails because this is just all redundancy. Debbie Downer. What are you, 12?
All right, that's enough of that. All right. So, see, now, I, <laughs> this was the problem with Facebook. I get into this, and it's hook, line, and sinker for me. For me. I just was called Debbie Downer. So, you know what? I, I'm just going to put all my time and energy into productive things. <clears throat> um, because I'm quite frankly getting tired of trying to do what's good and right and helping people and be supportive and actually answer. Hang on, distracted by the biggest distraction on the planet, a phone. What's he doing? I'm not going to play that. Um, I really can't stress and with COVID-19 going on and everything going on and a government that is not sensitive to, I don't care, I can't put a blank statement on this, but in general, most governments, state, uh, federal are just desensitized for us to make a living. I mean, we're still in capitalism. We still have to pay our bills. We still have to have our job, but to shut everything down and uh, cut hours and cut capacities and businesses and yada, yada, yada for something that uh, by facts only has a highest of four to 6% uh, fatality rate uh, is absurd. But, but nonetheless, it's a whole different discussion. Uh, nonetheless, uh, you and I have to deal with that. And my hours were cut from 40 to 25. When all this finally, this is not a political issue to me. It's common sense and surviving. So... How do you pay your bills based on a 40-hour work week or salary when it's essentially cut in half? You can't. You can't. If you can, let me know because I would love to know. I'm sure everybody would love to know. So you have to have additional income. So you get a you get a second job. Or quite possibly start your own company. And have supplemental income. Now what, what that. What that second job would do. Or be is up to you. And I'm sure a lot of you guys which is falling on deaf ears to, to everybody. An individual cannot survive on, I'm just going to use numbers, 50% of their income based on 100% of debt in bills. That's negative cash flow. You're upside down. You can't do it. 
this is ruining marriages, ruining people's lives, lo losing houses. I guess you can't be evicted. I, I don't know any of that stuff. But the point is you can't pay your bills. You might have your car repossessed, your power turned off, just everything short of throwing you out in the street. So what are you supposed to do? Like I said, you have two options. You can get another job, which actually I did, or you can start your own company, which I have done. And quite honestly, I'm still not mentally strong enough. I'll just be honest, maybe 90%, but you can't go in this half-assed. <clears throat> to make the jump from being an employee to a business owner. It's one of the hardest things I ever done. And quite honestly, it's more of a mental mind fuck than it is the challenges in the physical world. Now, I just posted what happened to me in about five paragraphs on a discussion forum because this guy asked about going into his own business. And right away, right away, first comments were, picking his picking his comments apart well what do you mean this and why would you do a sole proprietor and you know they're looking at it instead of supporting and helping the fucking guy they're shooting him down it's not what he asked he he put out there asking people for support not to pick apart his plan or his thinking, or his opinions, or his, his perspective on starting a company. Because let's face it, there's really not a book, and if there is a book, it's wrong, and how to start, open, and run your business. You can throw it in the garbage. That's right, Melissa. It's a leap of faith, and you should know. It, it, it It's this, okay? My son's going through this shit right now, okay? For the most part, and again, my experience, okay? Well, number one, I wouldn't go into business with family. No way in hell. <laughs> it really fucks everything up exponentially. That's just my experience. It was my demise. And it's the end of that comment in this. But when I, when I was an employee, even working for my dad and other Except the last company I worked for, I have to say that. There are exceptions to the rule, but unfortunately, you have to go through a, a lot of jobs to find a, there's no such thing as a perfect place to work. There's no such thing as a perfect company when you own it. It just, it's not going to happen. You can strive to obtain it. It's never going to happen. And there's a good reason why, because you're always striving for perfection. So if you achieve perfection, What's the point of fucking trying anymore, right? So it's all chasing the carrot illusion, okay? And that's fine. But I can say without a doubt, people that I've worked with or for have treated me like shit. Except my last job. Except my last job. 
And then you hear comments like, oh, well, it's your job or you're too sensitive or, you know, that's the way it is or that's how we do things or blah, 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 blah. It's like, okay, fine. But when you're told to do something and you don't have support or direction in doing that from your higher ups, then you're just rudderless and then you try to learn on your own, your own and you can't. So. you learn by doing and not to get too much into it. You know, my son's like at that point too. And it's a matter of trying to break you to make you do what they want to do, even though, you know, it's not the right way to do it, whether it's moral morals, ethics, or just a better way. Like I said, you're always striving to attain perfection. And if that's not your attitude as an employee or a business owner, then you're never going to succeed. That's just my opinion. So the motivator or the catalyst for me and other people that I've talked to, because I bring this up and how you're treated by others is the final catalyst to shove you off the ship to start your own company. I think a person could get fired, lose their job, lose everything, and even be homeless, and they still wouldn't start their own company because that's still not enough to push you across that imaginary border or boundary or whatever you want to call it to start your own company. But for, for some reason, getting treated like shit, disrespect, everything else is what finally does it. And right now, a lot of people are hurting. And, and quite honestly, by why what I'm watching... based on the lack of leadership and, and respect and concern and make it into a political football, it doesn't really seem like people care. And believe it or not, believe it or not, in some instances, unbeknownst to you, or maybe you're intuitive enough to know or see, because nobody's going to come up to your face and go, I'm glad you're hurting. I'm glad you lost your business because you suck or you're an asshole or you made more money than me. And now you're down to my level. And I don't know why people think that way, but they do. This is my experience. Okay. If you haven't experienced this yet, you're either not awake enough to identify it or by the grace of God, you're around some good people that actually give a fuck about you. And you're very blessed me. Not so much. It took 20 years, but it should take no years for people to betray you and turn her back on you. And then you find out who they really are, which is another thing in starting your own company. Now, I'm, I'm going to get back into that, which is the topic. I think everybody should start their own small business, period. What that is 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 up to you it could be a hobby it could be 
like you think you can play the guitar like me and I know and I have transferred my knowledge of the guitar to other people because I go I always wanted to do that okay well here I'll show you <laughs> and I do but I could charge for that but I don't but I could, I would very, very highly discourage you from starting a part-time business in what you do for a living because you might fuck yourself. So your employer will see that as competition. And trust me, when you start your own business, regardless of what it's in, you are competition. You are the enemy. Without getting too ridiculous and sounding and saying this, they will try to take you down and destroy you. Now, if I heard that so much for motivational, right? Because I just had a guy call, call me Debbie Downer saying stuff like this. Hey, man, I'm fucking sorry that people suck. And people are like this. 99% of the people out there that know you, including family, don't want you to exceed succeed you know why because they can't and then when you do instead of being happy for you and congratulating you and go wow that's really great man how did you do that i want to do that no they get jealous and pissed at you because you did it because they can't now, if you don't believe that and you're looking at your whatever, listening to this, your phone, your Bluetooth speaker, your computer, and you're like, holy fuck, Tim's fucking nuts. You know, that, that would be an excuse. Uh, but I can assure you that I am not. And I can also assure you, based on my experience, that it's true. And in other people's, it's true. You remember when you were a kid and you played King of the Hill in the snow, if you lived in a snow, you know, cold climate winter. And you try to knock each other off the top of the hill, you know, for fun. That's you as a business owner. You're on top of the hill. And the sad part of that is, is nobody's king forever. And uh, something somehow, some way will take you down. And I don't like saying that either, but. What I don't want happening to you, an individual, is you take everything that you have. It's kind of like going to Vegas and playing roulette, and you have every penny, every you sold all your shit, you sold your house, you don't have anything but the car you drove in, and that's all you have. And you take all those assets and money, and you plop that down or red or black on the roulette table. And you're spinning the wheel. And it lands on the wrong color and you lose everything. That is what happens to you. Not to mention throw some debt in there for some back taxes and everything. I'm trying to be real here. I'm not going to come on here and go, oh, yeah, you should start your own company. It's just great. I made a ton of money and blah, 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 blah. Because that is true. But there's two sides to a coin, and this one is never discussed. 
And I can assure you, I have learned much more from failing than being successful because all I knew and most business owners to this day that are still operating only know the perspective from success. It's just like you're married your entire life. You go to your grave holding your spouse's hand and you die together. Very sweet, romantic marriage is wonderful. And those people are blessed, but they have no opinion or no experience in a divorce. So one that has not been through a divorce cannot make their opinions or experiences because they don't have any. But I can promise you that's a whole different perspective from marriage as well. Running a successful business, ongoing business that's still open is a whole different perspective from one that has failed. I have both those experiences. I'm sorry there's light and dark. I'm sorry that the sun goes down and it gets dark and then the sun comes up. I'm sorry that it rains and there's sunshine. You know, I'm sorry there's cold and warmth. There's, there's two sides to everything. And this one is not spoken about. Because the last thing I want to do is see a person start a company and lose everything. Because most people don't survive. So I have to get all that shit out of the way before I come on here and go, oh, you should start your own company. It's just wonderful and have a smile ear to ear. And look at all the money I got. And I got three cars and four snowmobiles and a boat and, a, and all this shit. Well, that's great. I can have that too. Yeah. If you want to take the leap of faith, but it is a leap of faith. But after you make that jump, Nobody knows. For instance, I thought I would never say this. I'm glad my business failed because with COVID-19 around, I know it would be a slow death. And having an experience of watching your company slowly die over two years is happening now with business owners. They're not going to tell you that. They're not going to share that because business owners are leaders and they're proud and blah, 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 blah. And then they don't want to make anybody nervous and their employees because then they'll start leaving. Customers will start leaving. So they won't let that cat out of the bag and they probably shouldn't. But they won't tell you that. I can assure you. At least 50% of businesses are going down. Now, I'm not trying to scare you as an employee. This is about starting your own business. If you make the assumption that you have job security at where you work, I don't care where it is, you're wrong. You have as much security on your job being there tomorrow as you do if you opened up a company with that being open tomorrow. There is no security. That's another lesson that I learned. Oh, just get a job, go to school, get married, have kids, contribute to your retirement, and you'll live happily ever after. Okay, okay, <laughs> sure, anything you say.
So after just saying that little bit, I really should write a book about this. And I can't, you know, I'm kind of writing an autobiography and of course business is in there, but, oh man, I don't even know. I don't even know which one's more important at this point, the personal part of it and life lessons or the business lessons. I really don't because they're again, two halves of the same whole, two sides of a coin, but business and livelihood and paying your bills and being a productive member of society. If that, I never thought of it that way, but it's perceived that way. What does that mean? I don't really know. Is up to you. The reasons why you do it is up to you. If you're going to do it for money, you're going to fail. If you're going to do it because you want all this materialistic thing, you're going to fail. If you're going to do it because you know you can do it better than anybody else because everybody's a fucking stupid ass, you will succeed. Because the money and the materialistic and all that other stuff is rewards to a means to an end, which is I know I can do this better than anybody else. Period. That, in my opinion and experience, is the secret to business success. Fuck, these guys are idiots. We, I can do this way better. And I did. I did. My demise, without getting into it, was destroyed from people on the inside of my organization and my family. One thing I never took into account is a threat. Why would you? That's why I'm trying to warn you. Bill Gates, who I'm not a huge fan of, and I read his book, Business at the Speed of Light, from 1999, said a business owner has to be a little bit paranoid. That is true. It's just what deep level of paranoia do you have going into psychotic and delusion and all the other nice mental diagnosis, that mental health diagnosis that you're going to receive. Because in all honesty, it can drive you insane. Because you can't figure out why. Why, why, why. And then, of course, if you're a sane person, you look at yourself and you go, the fuck did I do? So you try to figure that out, why the people behind you are still destroying you. By the time you figure it out, basically identifying and dealing with the sociopath, it's too late. I'm not going to get into that either. But if you do decide to go into your own business, the more successful you become, the less friends you will have. Well, actually, in the beginning, you'll have more friends. Hey, you know, hey, it's Tim. I heard you started your own business. That's great, man. Hey, can we get together? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, okay. I haven't heard from you in 20 years, asshole. So they will gravitate towards you. They don't want you. They want your money. They want to figure out, it's kind of like being around a rock star or a groupie or whatever. Not that I'm either, but you want to get as close as you can to that success as possible because there just might be a chance in hell somehow you're going to reap benefits off of that. But when they figure out that ain't going to happen, then they betray you. My experience again. This isn't in management books. (laughs) This isn't in YouTube videos. This isn't. How to start your own company. 
actually there should be a book on how to deal with failure of your company. There really should, but see, nobody will read that. That's like reading a book about divorce before it happens. <laughs> He's like, uh, wait, I'm going to get married, live happily ever after, but you want me to read a book about divorce? Fuck you. I ain't reading, fuck you. I ain't reading that. I wouldn't either. I didn't. But the damage of a failed business resonates with unintended consequences that you have no idea. And you're going to have to learn to be mentally strong enough to deal with that if, and quite possibly when, it happens. You're going to have to be intuitive enough to get out. For instance, I fucked up. How many people are going to, are you going to hear go, I fucked up? I fucked up. I fucked up in 2008, which ironically woke me up to start this stupid ass show in the 2008 meltdown. If people know this, I've said it a million times. But instead of letting my business be destroyed by greedy assholes in the real estate industry and mortgage industry and what have you that brought almost the entire global economy down, kind of like now, that's why I'm saying this, kind of like now. I think it's worse now, to be honest with you, but kind of like now, there wasn't $1,200 stimulus checks going out in 2008. They're like, fuck you, you're on your own. Oh, the mortgage company fucked you? Oh, well, here's a check for $800. Oh, gee, thanks. Because they got billions of dollars by people losing their home. Okay, I don't want to get into this. In 2008, me and my wife at the time, vice president, partner of the corporation and business, emptied our entire simple IRA retirement into the company for a capital injection to keep people employed, keep our livelihood, and keep the doors open. I should not have done that. But just for you to understand the mind think at the time, a business owner is going to do anything they can to save their company. It's analogous to if your kid's dying, God forbid, and they need a kidney and you have a match because it's you and you're the donor, you say, no, I'm not giving them my kidney. What? The fuck is wrong with you? Just by default, you're going to save your own kid, right? Well, same thing being a business owner, all that hard work. Uh, what was that? 14, let's see, 70, almost, let's see, 1997, yeah, 20 years. Just about 20 years, 2008. That's not 20 years. It's 10 years. Tim, learn your math. 10 years. 10 years of hard work, blood, sweat, and tears, making the leap of faith. And now your company is going to go under unless you inject your entire life savings into your business, which I did. Uh, you're probably going to do the same thing I did. But if you were smarter and at least took into consideration what I'm telling you, you may have listened, but to be perfectly honest, if I heard that, I would still say, well, you're, you're a quitter. You're a loser. Fuck you. You're giving up. Well, 
takes us today presently with COVID-19 with all these people out of their control, just like the meltdown in 2008. cannot deal with closing their doors for good. I've seen and heard of stories, married couples over 30-something years, closing their doors because they can't make it and they're getting divorced because of COVID-19. Now, you could say, well, there must have been some other problems. Um, you know what? I, I could tell you this. <laughs> uh, if I didn't start my business, I probably would still be married. I, I could honestly say that. Money and livelihoods that are increased by hard work when it's all taken away from you out of your control does weird things to your relationship. I don't care how strong your marriage is. It does funny things. Finger pointing, blame. Family members that want what you have and they they, they take advantage of you because you're weak. Really just horrible things that you never thought would happen. But it did to me. I'm not saying it's going to happen to you. God bless you. You picked the right people to put in your life. I didn't. Another mistake I made. So with all that said and done, you're probably like, well, fuck that. I ain't going to do it. There's one question I asked every business owner that I knew before I decided to make the leap of faith, which is probably a pretty good title for this. Of course, people would run away from it. Oh, I ain't talking about religion and Christianity. Fuck you. No, it's not about that. But before I took the leap of faith, I asked every business owner that I knew, well, what do you think? Do you like it? Blah, 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 blah. Well, you know, this, that, whatever, whole different set of problems, yada, yada, yada. I go, okay, but do you have any regrets? And the answer was no. Nobody hesitated. Nobody goes, well, uh, the, 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 it was just no. Right away, no. I have no regrets, and I would do it again. So everybody calls when you're doing a fucking show. What else? Oh, it's on vibrate. Oh, yeah. Should I get a? Should I get excitement here? Stick that in my crotch because my fucking phone. All right. So they all said, no, I would do it again. Every single one of them. And I would tell you the same thing if you asked me that. Would you do it again? Yes. Do you have any regrets? No. Without hesitation. I'm just not mentally prepared yet to do that because, quite honestly, I'm still dealing with some shit from things being utterly destroyed financially. I got handed a bag of shit, and I'm still dealing with it. So I think it would be remiss and unresponsible of me to start another corporate entity and another business, especially in the environment right now. 
I just, it's not that I don't want to do it. In my opinion, I don't think for me it's the right time. Timing is everything. So now for some of you is like, well, you know, I just do that. I mean, there's really no risk of me starting a sole proprietorship. I don't want to get into corporation too much, but sole proprietorship, picking up that goddamn guitar. Sorry, Mark. And going around and teaching people or have them come to my place to teach them the guitar. There's really no risk. There's no overhead. There's no, well, I got to buy this. I got to buy that. I have everything. And I'm transferring my, uh, uh, what did I call it? Mental essence is the best way to explain it. My experience, my knowledge, but my being as well by teaching somebody how to play the guitar. So, and I'll make some extra cash. But here's the real reason why people should always start their own business, whether it's small time or turns into IBM or Microsoft or Amazon. It's irrelevant. I mean, look what happened to Amazon and that guy and his wife. I don't see this. That's kind of, it's like a path to destruction if you're not careful. I'm going to warn you that right now. Success is a double-edged sword. But being an employee compared to a business owner, when you're an employee, and I said this and I done it, well, you know, you're the one that's got the Cadillac and the nice house and this and that, and I'm out busting my fucking ass and you're paying me shit. See, that's an employee's perspective. But when you're a business owner, well, you know what? We posted a $30,000, $100,000 profit in the company last year, M Mr. Tim Parsons, employee, asshole. And we needed to get our profit down instead of paying the corporate tax rate to the government. So we bought a Cadillac for the company. See, so you're not going to know that. You only see what you see. Or you walk in... And you don't even know when the end of the fiscal year is. You walk in as an employee. I do. And you see, oh, look at all the new desks. I mean, fuck, I asked for a raise and you tell me to fuck off because there's no money. But you walk in and you see new computers and a desk and this and that, brand new coffee machine, all this shit. Oh, well, the office people get all this nice crap, but not me. Well, because, number one, we needed a new computer system. We needed new desks. We got people coming in here. They're customers. We need new carpet, the whole nine yards for the aesthetics for customers to look professional. And we posted a profit. So we bought new shit. See, you don't, you don't see that. You don't see that side. The last employer I worked for, they posted a profit because their fiscal year was July, end of July. They posted a profit. They shared it with, they shared the information with the employees and you know what they did? They gave everybody a $3,000 bonus. They didn't have to do that. They, they could have kept the money or they could have took it in payroll and gave it to the, the higher ups or the owners or people in the office and nobody would have knew. They don't have to disclose that. They don't have to disclose if they made a profit or none. It's none of your business as an employee.
That's why you have to start your own company to get that perspective because it's a whole different thought process. It's almost like, again, I can't tell you the similarities between a family and a business. It's like when you're a kid and you always get in trouble. Oh my, you don't know. You don't know nothing. It's, it's different. It's everything. It says, oh dad, you're stupid. It's really different now. Fuck you. Fuck you. I wouldn't say it to my kids. Like, shut up. See, because when you're a kid, you can't have the perspective of a parent. But then when you're a parent and also you were a kid, now you see both sides. Same thing with an employee, become a business owner. Now you see both sides. Simple as that. But I don't know what it's going to take for you to get the leap of faith. For me, it was being fired two weeks before Christmas, raising two kids and supporting a wife that didn't have a job because she raised our kids. Zero income. Two weeks before Christmas. Some would say, well, that was dumb. Of course, if I would have failed, that would have been dumb. I don't know what the timing is going to be for each individual to make you do that because you can't, you can't know when that's coming, kind of like an earthquake or whatever. It just happens. I mean, you'll get the seismic activity, i.e. you'll see how people are treating you the vibe in the company, if people are happy, motivated, you know, you'll see there'll be signs as to when you're going to get shit canned. You just have to pay attention. Same thing with an earthquake and seismic activity and tremors like, Oh, here comes a big one. No, out of the blue, a big one just will pop up. Uh, and I guess an analyst to a business and an employee would be, they just close the doors. We're done which has happened, but there's still a little bit of signs and trends that that's happening. It just doesn't happen. You're on credit hold, try to buy something, just, you know, people are bitching. There's just, you gotta, you gotta be sensitive to the vibe, be aware. But I think for 99% of people, unless you were handed a business or you bought a business through the family, generations to be a business owner it's gonna take for you to get shoved off the ship and you're not gonna have a choice i mean you will have a choice i could have went and got a job But for what? For the same shit? To be treated like shit? To be a threat? To be talked down to? Treated like you're two? I don't expect anybody to kiss my ass. Because in fact, well, he had a company and it failed. He doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah, 20 years, I just flew by the seat of my pants and just fucking magically made good decisions to last 20 years. Are you fucking kidding me? Most marriages don't last 20 years, let alone businesses. But I'll be damned if I'm going to get treated like shit working for somebody. I'm an investment. 
not a cost. Where can you pay an employee 40, 45, $50 an hour and bill a hundred to a hundred and seventy five dollars an hour because they're out there doing billable time for you as a business owner. Where can you get a return on investment just based on that cost and get a an ROI on something as an employee? Employees aren't costs, they're investments. But business owners don't look at it that way. Oh, we're having a tough time now. Things are tough. We gotta, we gotta cut your pay. Oh, gee, thanks, thanks a lot. We gotta put your hours down to twenty-five because of a horseshit fucking virus that the flu kills more than this thing. What? But don't forget to pay your bills. How can, how can, I'll even say this. How can, how can you foresee COVID-19 and affecting your business the way that it did? If I would have said that and I still had my business, I'd be even called more crazy than I perceived as I was. Oh, you, Tim, you know, oh, Tim said the meltdown, you know, and it was a federal reserve and people got bailed out because they're buddies with the federal reserve and the treasury department and blah, 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 blah. Oh yeah. Ha 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 ha. Okay. Now what if I said, uh, well, you know what? There's going to be a virus here because I'm paying attention and listening to Infowars and blah, blah, and all these other Gerald Salente, all these people, and there's something going on and it's going to be some type of virus thing and it's going to fuck everybody. Oh, Tim's crazy. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. Never going to happen. Uh, yeah, it, it is. It's happening and it's destroying everything. It's destroying social interaction. It's destroying everybody financially. Destroying the country, supposedly destroying the planet. I don't want to get into that. But the fact is, is that you're going to see things that nobody can see. It's kind of like a God perspective. And a leader, a true leader sees all that stuff. And if you really give a flying fuck about other people, you're going to share that. Regardless of the perception. And again, quite honestly, if I heard shit like that, not now, because I'm awake. It's the original Red Pill show. You fuckers better wake up sometime soon. I hear stuff now. I'm like, eh, pfft, don't surprise me none. Not like, you're crazy. I mean, my ultimate test was a girl picked me up, swear to God, hitting on me, swear to God. And then she tells me she's in the Illuminati. And I just looked at her and she looked at me. And she goes, well, you didn't run away. I said, you could tell me you're a fucking Martian. And I'd be like, oh, that's cool. But before I woke up, before the meltdown, I would have I ran like a motherfucker from this broad. Sorry. But I didn't. I had wonderful conversations with this person. So it's all in your mental clarity. After midnight. For you to be able to process and deal th with things, whether they're foreseen, predicted, assumed, 
or whatever. Because if you just live in, and you really should live one day at a time and in reality, because most people can't handle that anyway. But if you want to be a leader and a business owner, you're going to have to look down the road. And a lot of times you're not going to like what you see. And if you take action on it before it happens, kind of like, again, your kids are hanging with the wrong people. And I told my son when he was growing up as a teenager, I go, you stay away from that guy because he's a thief and he's going to end up in jail. Oh, dad, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know what? It's exactly what happened with this guy. See, but if you say that, you're crazy. You're, you're ridiculous. You're being too protective. You're blah, 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 blah. Okay. When my business was failing and I was getting infiltrated from the inside, I knew something was going on, but I couldn't identify it because quite honestly, I didn't know what was going on. Again, if you're a victim of a sociopath, you're never going to figure it out until it's too late. Unless you go to some real deep therapy and your doctor is familiar with behaviors, of sociopaths. But I waited too long and it took too long to process it because I was in denial. I'm like, these are crazy fucking people. Craziest people that are perceived sane and kind and sweet as long as you're not the target. But for me to process that was like, it took too long. And now I say stuff like that. And the people that have experienced it shake their head in agreement and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it almost destroyed me And this sociopathic person took my daughter or my son or my husband away from me because they filled their head with so much shit. They convinced them I was the bad guy until the end of time. And when that's happening to you, you're in disbelief because this is your family. That's not supposed to happen. You're fucking right. And neither is COVID-19 and the meltdown and all this other crap. See, that's what, that's what I'm saying. So it's, this is all a mind fuck. This is mind fuckery. Okay. Mind fuckery. I'm going to change the title there. Mind fuckery. 2020. It's all coming out, man. <laughs> it's all coming out and it's not over yet. I tried watching the, the VP uh, debates last night. 15 minutes, I turned it off. It's a joke. Those are leaders? Those are potential leaders? Are you fucking kidding me? You're on your own, man. You are on your own. If you're looking for those people to guide you out of something, you're a lemming. You're going to go right off the cliff with those guys. I don't care who it is. I don't care who you pick. You need to wake up and figure this shit out. And I'm not a big fact check person or whatever, but when it comes to the coronavirus, I can't talk. Look at the numbers, but then you go, okay, but can I trust these numbers? Well, then go to the people that gave them those numbers, like who were the CDC. Go to those independent people and verify it. Because this thing is just being used as a weapon in every way, shape, and form. You have to make your own decisions, live with them, and think for yourself. And one more thing. 
you need to set boundaries. I can't stress that enough. Anything from relationships, whether it's family, significant other, kids, you need to set boundaries. Then you need to set boundaries for your job and your career, what you will do, what you will put up with. Whatever topic you want to discuss, you need to set boundaries. Your health. You know, my blood pressure will not get below, get above 120 over 60. My resting heart rate will not get above 60. My weight will not get above. Well, if I'm over 200 pounds, I'm a fat fucker, and I'm not going to like that. So, whatever. And then on to the next thing. You know, as far as people treating me, I will not let somebody disrespect me. I will not put up with shit. I will not put up with name calling. This guy on this forum just called me Debbie Downer. And I said, what are you, 12? What are you, 12? And I told him to fuck off. I shouldn't have done that. But I got my boundaries. You are not disrespecting me. Oh, you're not going to have a lot of friends. Like, well, good. I just weeded one asshole out, didn't I? So all this mental fuckery, why I'm saying all of this on the negative side, dark side of the coin with all this stuff, because you can take, no offense to anybody, you can take your prescribed drugs, you can smoke your joint, you can drink your alcohol, you can do your heroin, you can snort your cocaine. All you're trying to do is change reality in your feelings to deal with it, but it doesn't work. Trust me on that one. You need to deal with the dark. Not change the dark. Deal with the dark. Because there is a dark side. There has to be. The sun's not going to stay out forever. Eventually the sun's going to go down. It's just the way things are. It's how you deal with it mentally. Is whether you accept it and then deal with it. And then you'll get to a point where. Okay. Well I know that's going on. But I got my boundaries. And I'm not. I'm not letting this go any further. I'm not letting it escalate. I'm not letting somebody treat me like shit, disrespect me, call me names. Oh, Debbie Downer. Like, what are you, 12? I mean, before, and then you get a, then you get into a judgment of maturity. Well, Tim, you really shouldn't have told him to fuck off. Well, he really shouldn't, shouldn't have called me Debbie Downer. Right? So who threw the first punch? I don't know. But having the last word in things, it really doesn't do anything either. (laughs) So I I just came down to this guy's level and I'm mad at myself. But you know what? I've been through hell. I don't want any empathy or compassion or sympathy. A guy asked a question about starting a goddamn business. Sorry, Lord. And I answered it. And then out of all that, by some other asshole reading it, I'm called Debbie Downer. Really? You can't go fuck yourself. No. Really? That's life, man. I didn't make the rules. You got your light and your dark, your happy times, your sad times. Your everything is great until 9-11 happened. Everything was great until 2008 meltdown happened. Everything was great until COVID-19 happened. I didn't create any of that shit. And neither did you. But you know what? You got to deal with it. 
regardless of it's your fault or not. If you haven't figured it out yet, when the government fucks up, it's your fault. When, when you fuck up, it's your fault. There's no accountability. Zero. It's the Chinese fault. Well, who gave the Chinese the power and the information and knowledge to create a fucking virus? Uh, maybe the United States? Uh, maybe. Do you hear that? You're dealing with a communistic country. What the fuck do you think? What's next? We take Hitler out of his grave and uh, replicate his DNA and make another Hitler. And then he tries taking over the world again. And we give him all kinds of money and knowledge and ship our jobs over to him. Really? Huh? Oh, no, we can't. Shh, can't talk about that. Shh. Figure it out. Wake the fuck up, guys. Please. Because you are on your own. And until you realize that, and you lose everything, and you see the smoke and mirrors crap when other people fuck up, but they deflect it on you, and they blame you, and you let them, and it affects your livelihood and your mental health, that's a sign. That's a sign that you need to wake up. What you wake up to and how, I have no idea. You can wake up and see things totally different, but I don't, I don't think so. There's a commonality. That's why this network was created, Freedom Revolution Network, which I talked to Scarlett last night, and it's kind of against um, the New World Order and everything against it or whatever. It... it, it that's a whole different subject. You know, there's the Illuminati. This is what I was told. Illuminati against the Vatican. That's a fucking war that's destroying everything. Then you got the New World Order and you got a One World Order. Okay? Those are supposedly two different people. So, I only know what I was told. My opinions on that, I'm not so sure still. But this is way above you. Way above you. But unfortunately, it affects you. And you can only deal with it with the tools that you have. You have the tools. You just have to use them. And one of those is wake up. Turn off the fucking television. And even most of the radio channels, whether they're terrestrial or serious XM, I mean, how can you have such a polarized view on this stuff? And they both think they're right. I mean, come on. And you're going to listen to these dumbasses? You need to do your homework, listen to shows on this network. I mean, listen to Alex Jones. I'll even say this, uh, Freedomizer Radio, Alex Jones, uh, Gerald Salente. I mean, we're all in the same boat here, man. It's just everybody's got a different way of doing it. But seeking the truth and surviving in a nonviolent way by your free will and your individuality and your, your will to live is what's going to change your destiny. So what's your destiny? Sitting in your house because we're on lockdown? Because you got to wear a mask? And we got to cut hours and no social interaction? 
the family structure is being destroyed. Now interaction with you being normal with human beings is being destroyed. I was just at the gas station this morning getting a cup of coffee. And people were like, stay away, stay away. Warning, warning, Will Robinson. Stay away, stay away, six feet. They all got us fucking brainwashed and scared to death. Because you might die or you might give it to... Do you really think I want to give something to somebody that kills them? Of course not. Neither do you. And quite honestly, do just do this. Do your homework on a mask and an N95 mask. Do your homework and then verify the info that you're getting and keep going backwards, reverse engineer it. I was told that that's how you figure things out. Keep going back to the source, to the original source. If you really, really believe in wearing a mask, then go get yourself an N95 mask period. Anything else is totally it's tits on a bull. It's useless. Look it up. Quit letting these people put the fear of God into you and ruin, ruining your social interaction, interaction with human beings. We're meant to be around people, but not anymore. Ugh, I don't even want to get into this. All right. So that's that. Uh, let's see. I Lewis who's in here. Birdie. Hello, Birdie. I Lewis. Baram. Ooh. What's that? Baram. Ooh. Okay. Welcome to the chat room in Podbean on the original Red Pill Show. And I'm going to flip over to flip over to the chat room. Guys, I didn't have it open because I love the chat room, but it's fucking distracting. Sorry. Okay, so we got Lincoln in here. He was right. He or she. Sorry, it doesn't say a gender. It should have either a hot looking bitch or a dressed up dude like in a tuxedo so i know who the fuck i'm talking not that it matters but it would be when i respond on a dress i'd really like to know at least i can call you dude or whatever <laughs> it doesn't matter uh let's see here lincoln ross wonderful feedback thank you melissa thank you Darren's in here. Bonnie's in here, of course. Thank you. La, la, la. All right, I'm going to share some comments here. I don't know how long have we been doing this. 12 years, Tim. No, I did. Sorry. An hour and 10 minutes. Uh, Let's see. You were young and you sacrificed for your business and we're learning as you go. You were ready to start. You are developing and investing in yourself and applying what you've learned from the past. Yeah, pretty much. That's life, though, isn't it? Isn't it just like pretty much the meaning of, of life right there? Philosophically and ideologically? I think so. I mean, why do you think I do this show? You think I, you think I do this because it's about me? You think I come on here and bear all this shit that some people won't even talk to their own parents or their wife about? And I'm spewing it all over the goddamn internet. Sorry, what? You think I do that for me? If we don't all stick together and have some type of guidance and leadership and talk about this shit, we're fucked. 
I'm sorry. We're just, we are so close. I was listening to an interview with, um, John McAvee and, uh, the guy that McAfee, the McAfee virus guy, I guess recently just got arrested in Spain and he's getting extradited for a lot of naughty stuff. Regardless, listening to the man is fascinating. And he said, we are very close to what was like a French revolution, which I found very scary, very scary because the French at the time, I guess there was no bread. This is what he said. So, so it's not really plagiarism or whatever. I'm just sharing what he said. He said that the peasants, he didn't say this, this is a roundabout way. I'm verbatim. It's not verbatim, not quoting, but the people of France didn't have any food, i.e. bread. So the queen saw that people are getting pissed. What's going on? And the queen was informed. I mean, God forbid you go out there and talk to your people, but whatever. See, that's what I'm saying. You have to talk. You have to talk. The queen could have gotten her fucking chariot and went out. Oh, how are my peasants today? Isn't life so lovely? You know, as she eats fucking turkey and chicken and all the fucking shit in the world because she can and her peasants are starved to death. She wouldn't have any knowledge if nobody told her, which was too late, or go out and see it for yourself. You have to live in reality, okay? But anyway, so the queen's like, oh, why is everybody so pissed off? I'm sure she didn't say that. And they're like, well, your majesty, because there's no food, there's no bread. And I guess the queen's response was, well, let them eat cake. Really? That's a big fuck you. That was the spark, according to him, that started the French Revolution. Tell me that we're not close to that now. I don't think we're being informed, right? There's no leadership. We're pretty much told, shut up. Don't go to your job. Don't go outside. Just sit there, starve to death. There's nothing wrong. And if you do, you will kill people. I mean, come on. Ugh. Okay, many small local restaurants would be closed, but they instead adapted while others gave up and closed their doors. Yes, that was with like takeout dining. I actually posted this on Facebook when I was on there. People have to think out of the box. Uh, Takeout taxi, partner up with these delivery people, outside seating, blah, blah, blah. Do you know that some restaurants caught up in their sales when 50% of their dining room was shut down? They caught up and exceeded their sales numbers from the year prior from that month, 12 month prior because of little bit of menu changes. And cause I asked this one place, I'm not going to say who, and I'm like, so what are you selling a lot of? Uh, well, chicken wings and French fries and fried stuff. I go, you're fucking kidding. This place is not known for that. No, no, that's what the customers want. And their sales surpassed their in house, 100% capacity dining sales by adapting. That's true. This is very true. You're right, Bonnie. The ones that survive put up outdoor canopies and doing more business than ever. That's what I just said. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. You have to think out of the box, man. That's a leader. That is a leader. But more importantly, as an individual, you have to be a leader of yourself. And we're not taught that. We're taught to follow. Um, 
authority. You know, yeah, you do this, you do that, because I say so. Who's going to benefit out of that? Not me. Uh, they found a way around social distancing and being in fresh air following state sea virus rules. And got more exposure by being outside and seeing people flocking into the cafe. Yes, I just said that too. It's scary. We think alike. Uh, that's Bonnie. Let's see. Darren says, same state as me. He would be closed down because of the virus. Yeah. Well, half the reason I left Colorado was because of their reactionary by the Denver mayor and the governor. Oh, I got to shut down. That's an order. You do not come out. How the fuck am I going to pay my bills? That's not my problem. You do what you do. You do what I tell you to do. As I sit in my governor mansion and go get a haircut without a mask, you do not look at what I do. Oh, okay. And there will be a second wave, uh, and it'll be worse than the first wave. Well, you have to be an idiot if you heard that by our elected servants and not actually think about it, let alone take action. You're, just, you're an idiot. I'm sorry. It's going to get an email from Scarlett ML. Uh, Tim, we got complaints that you're calling the listeners idiots. Sorry. If someone tells you that's going to happen with any accountability on their end for telling you that, and it already happened once, and they're telling you, it's Illuminati shit. They're telling, I'm not saying they're the Illuminati. They're telling you what they're going to do. Why are you surprised? Oh, I can't believe I'm sitting here. It's November, December. I got Christmas gifts to buy, and my hours got cut back to 25 hours. I can't pay my rent. I can't buy food. I'm going to lose my car. No shit. No shit. You're an idiot. Do I expect you to do what I did and just pick up your shit and leave? Of course not. You probably can't do that. I can't, though. I can't. There's one good thing about all the shit that's happened to me is I have my freedom. But to be perfectly honest, I had no significant other, no girlfriend to say goodbye or say, do you want to come with me? We'll get married. We'll start our life, whatever. I didn't have any of that. I didn't have a dog. I didn't have a fucking cat or fish. I didn't have anything. I could just pack up my shit because I was on a 30-day lease and somebody gave me an opportunity to come to Illinois temporarily and I took it because I know what's going to happen in Colorado. Not because I'm paranoid, because I was told. And it already happened. Wake up, man. Fuck me. Sorry. Okay. Uh, let's see. Yeah, here we go. Now, Bonnie, again. Now, out of the chat room. Now, all of the little restaurants which are really being hurt, the big box ones and the, and the, um, the uh, publicly traded ones, you know, their stock's going to drop like a rock and that'll be opportunity for people to buy a, the stock to make money and they'll get capital injection. That's, that's capitalism. But these mom and pop places, they can't do that. They gotta, they gotta leverage their house. They gotta sell this. They gotta take a pay cut. They gotta borrow money. They, they don't have that privilege. So mom and pop places are really, 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 hurting now all the little restaurants are copying them and people are flocking into town wanting open social 
recreation that meets the virus state rules. Good. This town never had open street eating before. No. And in Colorado, they were closing down a city block or two or a town block or two and putting up seating roadblocks and picnic tables and tents and social distancing. Great. Yeah, that's great. That's what you should be doing. But here's the thing. What's the outdoor temperature in Colorado in the wintertime? This was another thing I thought about. Because the governor and the mayor of any town or city is not going to go, well, if it's north of the Mason-Dixon line, well, when winter comes, you know, we're going to have to stop this outdoor seating. So, uh, yeah. Uh, right. So that's where I'm saying, without being paranoid, ridiculously perceived as insane you have to look down the road a little bit so i did that too okay second wave outdoor seating's gone tim's sitting at home again it's just common sense and why i picked florida is because all the energy is pointing that way 100 percent open nobody can override the governor doesn't matter and it's 80 fucking degrees in December. So I'm like, well, there'll be outdoor seating there, right? I mean, is it really that hard? I, I just visited a friend. I don't want to get into this too much because this is going to be perceived as me. 73 years old, retired law enforcement, wants to move. He's seen everything that happened to me for the past 15 years. He saw everything that happened. And then he was one of the few people that told me to leave Illinois to go to Colorado because he's a great friend. I tried Colorado two and a half years, COVID and the way they reacted and what I saw happen. Time to get out of here. So I'm temporarily back in Illinois. I went and visited him three days ago, sat in his front yard social distancing for three hours. He called me last night and he goes, you know what? He goes, I look to you for knowledge. I'm like, I don't know if that's a mistake or not, but okay. And he goes, you know, you are so strong that it's, he didn't call me amazing, but it's amazing. And you motivated me to finally get the hell out of the state, which he's been trying to do. But he goes, what you've been through you gave Colorado a shot, two and a half years, didn't work out. You came here to regroup, rethink, replan, and now you're going to Florida. And he said, I think that's awesome. And I, I guess it is. I don't know. I'll find out. But I know staying in Colorado under the circumstances and the political environment and yada, 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 it was time to go. I could spend, well, I signed a 14-month lease, so I got to spend 14 months in Florida. It might be two years. It might be two and a half years. It might be five years. I might die in Florida, hopefully not of COVID-19, but you got to look what's going on and listen to what you're being told, period. Or I do. You can do whatever the fuck you want. I don't, I don't, you know, I mean, I do care, but I can't, I can't make you do anything. And I'm not really trying to make you do anything. 
Good morning, Pamela. I'm scrolling down the chat room. Uh, <laughs> that's an interesting, that's an interesting perspective, Darren. Funny how we adapt to change, uh, BJ, Bonnie, for the better of a business. Yeah, forget about the betterment of people and society. I mean, you know, being a business owner, yeah, there's a lot of people that are motivated by self-interest and selfishness and greed, uh, which is another part of it. But yeah, that's a very good point. People that are like that, I'd run away from. They make it about the money and the business and you can't do anything wrong. I'm paying you too much money and blah, blah, blah. It's like, bye-bye. See you later. Boundaries again. Uh, la, 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 what else? What else? Yeah, let's see. They are putting up the outdoor theaters, outdoor tall heaters. Oh, I read theaters. They're putting up all those outdoor tall heaters. Every so many feet and umbrellas. Yeah. I thought it said theaters, but see, that's another way that the music industry and artists are dealing with this crap and they're having, uh, and I've heard pretty good success about them. The outdoor theater, drive-in theater concerts. So there you go. You got to improvise me and Sammy Hagar. Okay. I know Eddie Van Halen just passed away. This was the day before. Cause I follow Sammy on Instagram. He made a little video with his wife and he's packing up his shit to take a trip and they're doing an acting skit and you know his wife goes well what are you doing what are you packing for honey he's like sammy hagar's birthday is on 10 13 and he always has a big bash in cabo san lucas at the cabo wabo cantina that he owns in cabo wabo i've never been i've never been to his party i've been to cabo wabo or cabo san lucas on a cruise and i've been in cabo wabo but he wasn't there anyway He's fed up with this shit. He's actually renting an island that's going to be disclosed. Maybe it is already. I think he said October 6th he was going to say that. It was a couple days before Eddie passed away. This all might be off. I don't know. I mean, hell, if anything, it's going to turn into a, a Van Halen fucking dedicated tribute bash. I have no doubt. Uh, but he's renting an island. An island. He's renting a whole island. To do the social distancing and whole nine yards to celebrate his birthday. So there you go. You got to do, you got to do what you got to do. Okay. Darren says, good. I'm glad you guys are not agreeing with me, but I'm resonating with you. I mean, like Dwayne says, Tim, you know, you made me think again. God damn it. I'm pissed. I mean, he didn't say that, but that's what he says. It's like, I piss him off because he thinks, which is kind of weird, but yeah, I don't, I don't really expect you to agree with me. I expect you to think. Don't listen to nothing I'm saying. These are my experiences based on the decisions that I've made. But it's up to you what you do. But for God's sake, think openly. Not because you're indoctrinated by going to school and tribalism and party affiliation. I can't think like that. Guns kill people. No, assholes kill people with guns. Guns protect you. If you're committing a crime with a gun, you're an asshole. Okay? Laws are there to protect you. Same thing with a gun. A gun's there to protect you. But if a law is there to infringe on your rights and take and overpower you in an offensive manner, you're an asshole. And that's the same thing with an asshole with a gun. An asshole with a gun is the same giving an asshole power and legislative power, not law enforcement, 
legislative power to make laws to offend you or keep you down or hurt you, okay? That's the best analogy I can use with this whole gun argument bullshit. That's it, okay? I just thought of that the other day, actually. I'm tired of it. I'm just tired of it. You want to have a gun? That's fine. If you commit a crime with it, you better get thrown in prison the rest of your fucking life, okay? But if you shoot somebody dead that comes into your house because they tried harming you, good for you. And that's it. That's the end of it. I don't fucking want to talk about it anymore. It's your choice to own a gun or not, period. That's it. I don't know. It's end of discussion. Uh, let's see. Darren says, uh, in the same boat, Tim, about to leave a good job to do some alone time, get my head together. Ready for these changing times. I can get work anytime as an essential worker. See, there you go. Because in my opinion, it's all about happiness. And if you're in a job that's not bringing you happiness, but it's giving you sustainability to live, but you're not happy, are you really living? And that's for you to decide. That's really... You have a lot of courage, Darren. I, I really admire and respect you because you have enough courage and balls to fucking do something and actually see that. That's very impressive. Here's Bonnie, too. Time to think has been a luxury for so many. Sometimes you have to stop the world and get off of it. Ain't that the truth? You know, when 9-11 happened, I couldn't believe how it's like time stopped. I don't know if y'all remember this. I mean, it was, what, 2001, 19 years ago? Some of you might not, or were too young to. But I couldn't believe what was done. Air travel was shut down. All this shit was shut down. Everything stopped. It's like time stopped. And we addressed an issue. And quite honestly, things were enacted that didn't do a goddamn thing. Nobody got fired, and in fact, more government offices and agencies were created. <laughs> okay. Uh, but that day, time stopped. So time can be stopped if there's a good enough reason, but the powers that be won't do that because time is money. And that really hurt the economy when 9-11 was shut down, among other things. And then 2008, it was shut down. It It's who's doing the shutting down and stopping the time for what reasons that's what you have to find out we as peasants or individuals don't have that luxury and see this is a problem in my opinion we're trying to stop the world you can't stop the world the only people that can stop the world are the people that have the power to do so so you have to stop the time in your world and look at it from the outside and put everything on hold and look and go, what the fuck am I doing? And then assess it, reverse engineer it, and then change it. Because nobody else is going to do that except the government for a lot of good reasons that really don't have your fucking best interest. It's their best interest for whatever reason. Which isn't going to change your life for the better, in my opinion. You're the only one that has that power. It's like on Rand and Atlas Shrugged. You have to go on strike. But to get 
the whole world to stop and go on strike? It ain't going to happen, even this country, even your state, even your family, for Christ's sake. I could see that discussion. Oh, well, honey, uh, I uh, I plan on going on strike because I'm sick of all this shit. Oh, really? So the whole company's going on strike? Uh, No, just me. Um, I don't think that's a good idea. Of course it's not. But when you're left with no resolution or power to stop this crazy fucking train, you have to pull an on Rand and an Atlas Shrugged and a John Galt, and you got to go, I don't know if this shit. I haven't worked in two months, okay? And not because of that. I mean, well, because of that, but not not because of that. Now, I didn't go, oh, I'm going to pull an on Rand and an Atlas Shrugged, you know, fuck everybody. No. But I stopped the crazy train. This is it. I'm getting off this fucker. And I've been regrouping and reflecting and planning for two months. And believe this is the longest time. I've hurt my back. I had pneumonia for 10 days. I just about died. Yada. I mean, it takes something to make me not work. Okay. But I was lucky enough to scrounge some money together. And I've been living off of my savings. And I've been sitting here reflecting to what. I'm going to do from this point forward, which is technically next Monday to get back into the rat race. Okay. I just have to decide what rat race I want to be in. And right now this is Florida, but you're the only one that has, that's a good point, Bonnie. You're the only one that has the ability to get off the fucking crazy train and stop time from your perspective. Because if you don't, you're on that train forever. And the last thing you want to do is find out what the destination is and go, well, fuck, I didn't know I was going to be here. Oh, no, because someone else is driving a train. Get off. Uh, la, 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 la. What else? Let's see. Darren says a lot of people here in Aust- Is it Australia. You poor people. So is this true? I can't read the comments yet. I'll scroll down to them. So there's like an app on your phone and you can't go more than five kilometers from your home. And you have to take your phone with you that has the app or some papers like this is the fucking Soviet Union back in the Cold War. And some woman was at a beach and she was out of the five kilometer range, which for our stupid us Americans is like three and a half miles. Don't worry, we're going to the metric system, Tim, as I was in sixth grade. Yeah, we're going to the metric system. Okay. Drill all that shit in my head. Fucking totally useless. But anyway, so if you go five kilometers out of your zone, some woman was at the beach and got arrested in front of her kids for that. You poor people. Oh, my God. I'm like, really? At the beach with your kids? What the hell does the fucking mileage or the kilometer distance have to do with anything? You're at the beach. Oh, you might contaminate the fish. Flipper will die. Oh, or Flipper should be wearing a mask. Oh, a lot of people here in Australia haven't been using that time for personal growth. No, they're getting more fucked up, actually. Mental illness and... and I don't even want to get into it. Is is it an all-time high right now? It's very sad. Watch the Idiot Box TV. Yeah. And all it's negative and bringing them even further down. Yes. Yeah, exactly. You got it. 
we lost our guns years ago. That's scary. That's you, you lost your ability to defend yourself. People calling me again. <sighs> Not living at all. Just let's see. What did Pamela say? A lot of people need to think outside the box to make your own happiness. Yes. And create their own destiny. Yes, they do. And I've done it. I'm doing it. Very hard to do. See, but it's just me. And quite honestly, how can I share my happiness in somebody with somebody else, whether it's a dog, a cat, or another person? How can I share my happiness when I haven't obtained it? And I'm not saying you're walking around with a smile on your face and everything's just fucking wonderful, because it's not. But happiness is not really a choice. It's a state of being. And if you're not in that state of being, then how can you share it with anybody? I mean, I, you know, I sound pissed and animated and angry. I'm not. I mean, I'm turning my blood pressure and it's like one shit. It's got, got as low as 106 to 60 and I'm 56 on nothing. So if I was a stressed out fucking maniac, egomaniac and angry all the time, I can assure you my blood pressure would be 160 over hundred or whatever. And I trend it. I have a watch that takes it. I also have a cuff to verify it every day. And, and the watch takes it every few hours and trends it to a, man, a chart on my phone. So my resting pulse is usually 52. And my blood pressure at every, any given sitting time is at the most 120 over 60. So, I mean, you have to remember, this isn't me. I mean, this is me, but it's not it's not me. I, I'm not like this all the time. Unless somebody pushes my buttons and calls me a Debbie Downer and I tell them to fuck off, yeah, I get pissed. But I don't keep that anger any longer than after I hit the set button. I know that guy's send button. That guy's an asshole. Fuck him. I don't care. But yeah, you, you, I wouldn't be a happy person if I was an angry person. It's impossible. It's like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. You know, it's like, that's bipolar. It's um, manic depressive. That's a lot of stuff. And that's something I'm not. Uh, la, 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 la. What else? Yeah, I'm sorry, dude. Australia is bullshit. I love Australia. I've never been there. That's not a knife. This is a knife. Now that's a knife. <laughs> um, yeah, I would love to go to Australia and New Zealand for that matter, but not anymore. Uh, da, 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 da. Do I think people, you know, uh, do, do you think people eventually rebel or have they given up hope? You know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like the catalyst for starting a business. I, I think there's going to be a threshold passed by people. And some people say, well, all this stuff isn't individually affecting people. So they're not going to do anything, but it's starting to, but the government's being friendly and cause they act like they care and giving you stimulus money and saying, everything's going to be fine. And I think that's a sign that they're realizing that people about had enough. See, but if you give them money and shut them up and appease them, 
then they'll back down. So I, I, I say, unfortunately, I think people will rebel, uh, hopefully in a nonviolent way. I think I'm rebelling. I I'm, I'm tired of the matrix and this fucking fucked up system that doesn't serve people that bust their ass in a productive member society while the rich motherfuckers and people that are close to the treasury department and the federal reserve get bailed out all the time. I didn't get bailed out. I don't want to get bailed out. You know, you don't, Oh, capitalism don't work. No capitalism works with full enforcement of regulations. It does work, but not when your buddy is sitting in Washington DC and all these lobbyists. And if you get in trouble, as far as I know, not one or very few money, very few people went to prison in the financial sector after the 2008 meltdown when people were losing their fucking homes. Hello? Losing their homes. Oh, that was just market bullshit. The whole thing was manipulated. That's not market because regulations were either rescinded by the Glass-Steagall Act by Clinton. There you go with politics. I did not do that. I did not have sex with that woman. Hillary, get the fuck. By Clinton getting rid of this Glass-Steagall Act and then questionable, predatory mortgage financing. I mean, come on. No proof or verification of income, no down payment, and you can buy a $300,000 fucking house? Come on. You can't even do that with a car now. And nor should you. Well, capitalism don't work. No, it works. It's just that people that have power want to retain power. They don't want to lose it. And they get on their hands and knees in front of the president and beg them to bail them out. And they do. When they should have failed. That's capitalism. What about all the people making cars? Well, tough shit. Let Honda and Toyota and the people that are running their companies come and take over the market. Or even more importantly, somebody that wants to start a car company like Tucker, and I don't want to get into that, can come into the market and provide a better car. No, no, I can't do that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, da, 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 da. see here this is about the australian lady that i guess was pregnant and got arrested um it was so wrong bj that it woke up a lot of people up what's r-o-f-p-m-s-l tim you are all welcome here well thank you yeah well when the stimulus stops you know it's like a, it's like a drug addict god forbid you know, I'm really trying to get off this stuff, but I can't, you know, and I go, well, here, here's some free, uh, God forbid heroin and just take this until you come down and get your shit straight. And then one day you're not going to be able to get it because you're addicted to it. And if you don't get it, you're going to die. It's the same thing with this money crap. Once the stimulus stops, i.e. heroin to the drug user. What do you mean? There's no more heroin. What do you mean? There's no more money. You're going to die. You're going to die without that drug unless you get your shit straight. You're going to die when the government stops sending you money if you don't get your shit straight, guys. 
It's as simple as that. But fear, oh my God, I can't do that. I got, uh, why not? If the paths lead to the same destination, wouldn't you rather travel your journey and possibly alter that destination? Or you just want to let people use you and do what you want to do because you trust them. That's the problem. You know, Bonnie, to answer your question, I think when the people finally don't trust the government anymore, people will rebel. And hopefully the government listens. And there's some type of diplomatic, now I'm going to sound like a Democrat, some type of diplomatic verbal agreement to resolve it. Um, and if that doesn't happen, then God help us all. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Um, but you can rebel by doing a stupid show like this, getting in the chat room, uh, educating yourself again, listening to infowars.com. If you can handle it, um, don't believe anything you hear, but think about it. And then if you really want to do your own homework and make your own decision, because this isn't really about jumping on any bandwagon or joining any militia or joining any group. You don't need to be in a group. You need to stand your ground and defend your life and your livelihood. Because if you don't do that, then what's the point of doing anything? You, should, you just got to wake up. I don't, I don't know what it's going to take. Uh, uh, are you looking? Are you watching? Or, and then are you letting people tell you how to think? Or are you looking and watching and going, hey, man, that's fucked up. When the meltdown happened and all these people got bailed out, that's fucked up. Why did certain people get bailed out and get money? That's what woke me up. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding. Oh, don't worry. Here's a shitload of money with TARP. And we're going to recapitalize you because you're too big to fail and too big to jail. And life will go on as usual for you. Oh, gee, thanks. But you, Mr. Law-abiding business owner, paying your mortgage and raising your kids and employing people, you're fucked. What? You're on your own. You're on your own. Like Reagan said, the worst thing you can hear from any government official is, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. You're fucking right. Reagan said that, not me. What does that mean? It means what it means. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I'm, I'm glad I'm making you laugh. Like I said, entertainment and educational purposes only. I'm trying my best on a very serious, deep subject. And if I'm making you laugh, I that's awesome. We got to put a little humor into this stuff. We're all going to go fucking nuts. Really. I mean, we really are. So. <laughs> it's good. Okay. Yeah, Scarlett and I were talking about that. Um, Darren, Australia, the state of Victoria, not that, but what after this, uh, where I am is the test bed for what may happen to the rest of the world. Awake people here have been lose uh, loners up until now. Um, yeah, but. I'll even take it deeper. I mean, that's Australia and you would know, I, I can't, 
I can't agree or disagree with you. You would know. But the great thing about that is, is that you're perceptive to that. The challenge is to get everybody else to fucking wake up. And how you do that, I I don't know. I I guess I have to say you have to quit trusting people. <laughs> I, I I mean, really, I, I, I that's what woke me up. I'm like, really? Really? I thought it was we the people, by the people, for the people. The right to liberty uh, and the pursuit of happiness. And the government works for us. And we trust them because they're doing their job while no one's watching. And like we're doing our job and no one's watching. But that's not what's happening. I think it's just a matter of trust. And then Scarlett and I were talking about this. And these poor people that trust the government with their livelihood. First, it was the Native American Indians. Made a deal. Reneged on it. Threw on reservations. Well, here's plenty of fire water. Just shut up. And, well, that's not enough. Not to mention they pillaged and raped and God forbid what they did to the American Indians. Shot them. Killed, whatever they did. I don't know. There's a book by Bill O'Reilly that I want to read. I think it's called Killing Chief Red Cloud or something like that. I, w- I want to read that. Because I know nothing about what I'm saying. But I need to. Of course, you're not going to because the government owns the education system. And I, well, yeah, we just went around and killed all these people and raped their kids and their wives and, and made them slaves and fucking whatever and shoved them on some land and uh, kept them drunk. And that still wasn't enough. So then we uh, we, we gave them uh, we gave them free education and a casino. Really? So anyway. I think when people lose their faith and trust in the government. It's game over. And as far as testing grounds, the government did that to the Native American Indians and got them to shut up. Then they did it to the African Americans with free housing, link card, all this kind of stuff. Just keep having kids, but don't marry the guy. And the more kids you have, the more money we'll give you while you're in a shithole project with no fucking future for you or your kids. Well, the population of the black people, uh, African-Americans, whatever, according to Candace Owens, is declining. Well, when you're declining a certain group of people that are voting for you, you move on to the next majority. That is the Hispanics, the illegal immigrants, Mexicans. I'm not picking on them. Those are facts. So now they're, well, come on over here. We'll give you a sanctuary city. We'll give you a driver's license. We'll give you all this shit as long as you vote for me until you don't serve a purpose. And that is a horrible way to treat a human being. Quid pro quo. Just shut up. Do what we tell you to do. Vote for me. And I'll keep giving you what you want to survive with no future at all as long as you vote for me. And if you can't identify that, then you better wake up and you better do your homework. And I'm going to read that book from Bill O'Reilly because it's getting, I'm not a huge fan of his, but this book is like off the charts and people are ranting and raving about it. And I want to know about our Native American ancestry and our history in this. 
because I really can't comment on it because I don't know anything about it because I wasn't taught about it in school. Gee, I wonder why. Just think, just think and look and go. Of course, if you're part of that, then why in God's name wouldn't you do that? Well, they care about me. They trust me. They gave me a TP. They gave me a casino. They gave me free college. They gave me a place to live as long as I pop out kids and don't marry the daddy, which ruins the family structure. And there's no future for my kids, so they're stuck here in a shithole. And they join a, a gang so they can get some money by selling drugs. And then if you're on someone else's territory, you're shot dead. Oh, gee, that's a wonderful fucking life. Then when you're discarded and you're treated like shit, then they move on to the next group. Wake up, man. Fucking wake up. I, I could go get a casino, supposedly, go get a casino in free college because I have a huge DNA part of Cheyenne Native American Indian. I don't want it. I don't want your shit. I don't want you to feel better because you fucked up a whole group of people for your greed and, and takeover for land and other things in power. And to make it right, you're going to give me a free college and in, 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 uh, a casino? No, that doesn't make it right. Ugh. Okay, here we go. What else? Da, 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 yeah, Darren, I mean, that's awesome. Thank you very much. I really mean that. Wake people up. Share the show. I have listeners, actually, in Australia. La, 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 la. Hang on a minute. I got to pull it up. I will tell you. That guy's crazy. Uh, what happened to it? Um, la 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 la. Here we go, Mr. Computer. Slower than shit. Let's go to dashboard. Sign in. Statistics. All right, I'm going to go back uh, two years because I've been doing this on and off. And then I did it on Freedom Revolution Network, which I'm still doing, but I'm reactivating my pod being. So if anything, these numbers are low. But regardless, that's not why I'm doing it. Statistics. Australia. What do you mean there's not enough data? Oh, because that's for October. Hang on. Last 24 months. Uh, New South Wales, Western Australia, and then unknown. So maybe some crank, maybe some ruse are listening to us. I don't know. Koala bears. I don't give a fuck. Who it is. Tasmanian devil. Isn't that where he is? He'd be great. Blah, 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 blah. Maybe he's listening. Okay. Uh, la, 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 la. What else? Da, 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 da. Someone has to start laughing so that others will catch on. Laughter is infectious, if encouraged. Yes. Read the book, The Legend of the Rainbow Warriors, the connection between Native American Indians and Aboriginal here, which is the same thing, right? Except in, in Australia, indigenous people. In Australia is amazing. A must read for all awake people in the soon coming times. Yeah. Uh, I imagine they got fucked too, right? I mean, why wouldn't they? People are people. White people with power are assholes. I, I, I don't have a problem saying that at all because it's true in my experience. 
Um, all right, so I don't know. So that's it. I'm going to go back to the... Okay, so Nadim... Let's see, Mother Rebecca. Nad, really? Are you are you like a sister? Am I in trouble? I'm sorry. Mother Rebecca entered the live studio. Nadim entered the studio. Hey, what's up? Can I call in? Sure. Yeah, if you want to. I mean, I got nothing to do but work out today and then do a little bit more packing. 815-290-0912. Yeah, please call in. I can talk about anything. It don't even have to be about this. What's up from Oklahoma? I don't know. It's rich. I don't know. Just doing a stupid fucking show. Um, Gladders. Alpha Mike. That's it. But yeah, if you want to call in, call in here. I'll put the number in there. Call in. Zero, zero, nine, one, two. I feel like this. Sorry. Because. Like I said, I appreciate this and, and it's going to affect my ratings that I don't really care about on Podbean, my statistics, but you really should listen to the show on YouTube or Facebook. And you can do that just by typing Freedom Revolution Network on Facebook and on YouTube if they don't ban us, which whatever for problems already with that. Uh, that's why I just like using Podbean as a backup because I'm paying for it. I'm not dependent on monetary anything because I don't expect to make a dime doing this shit. I do this as a hobby. And I'm not going to get in the uh, mousetrap of monetization and then actually being dumb enough to rely on that when I don't meet the community standards. Oh, my God, you said this. You said kangaroos are listening to your show. It's a joke. <sighs> but I would appreciate if y'all, you all, y'all went to, it's not you all, it's y'all, to YouTube or Facebook, and then I can see all those platforms in the chat room on StreamYard. So it's y'all. Yeah, it's you all. It's you all. It's y'all. Man, y'all. I don't see any fucking words coming out of your mouth. It is y'all. It's you all. It's not y'all. It's you all. It's whatever. I love that movie. I gotta fucking watch it again. Uh yeah, 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 yeah. Tasmanian devil. He's my favorite cartoon character. It's a little trivia. I'll find out if you're a, fr a real fan or not. My favorite cartoon character is Taz. So there you go. And then you could, well, that really wouldn't prove my, my, who I am, but it'll prove who you are if I ask you that. So there you go. But yeah, if you want to call in, call in now, 815-290-0912 and join the, join the red pill, the red, not the red pill, the original red pill show. I've been ripped off more than I care to admit. And there's still there's still shows called that. I actually trademarked that internationally, believe it or not, when I was still married. Um, and then I lost it because I need a pot to piss in to renew it. And uh, as a trademark, I don't know if it is now, but if somebody wants to come and take it, I guess I'm fucked. But 
there's still people that call their show the red pill show just type it in to whatever i don't care and even g edward griffin who i had friends on facebook uh does red pill productions or the red pill expo or you know i don't care just don't pretend you're me and that's what was happening I'm like, really? I actually caught the fucker in a chat room saying it was me. I'm like, what? Okay. 815-290-0912. That's it. Otherwise, I am. Yeah, that's okay. You don't have to call in, Darren. It's fine. There's a guy in the chat room on Podbean that wants to. Y'all come back now. You hear? Yep. I will. Beverly Hillbillies fan. Love that show. I love when Granny comes out with her shotgun. Fucking funnier shit. (laughs) Okay, I think that's it. I think it's been what? It's been two hours on the mark. How do you like that? I think that's enough of my babbling and ranting and whatever. But the whole purpose of this show was taking a leap of faith and starting your own business. And whatever that catalyst is, is for you to decide. But there's no doubt a division between employees and employers. That's why unions were created. I don't want to get into labor laws and all that shit because that, that's, that's because business owners were being assholes and treating their employees like shit. So essentially had no rights safe working environment, yada, yada, yada. Um, But there's a point where you're just not happy being an employee anymore. And then when your hours are cut and you can't feed your family and you can't pay your bills, you just can't sit there and cry and don't go outside without a mask. Don't social distance. Don't talk to people. Don't do this. Don't do, don't go to the beach with your kids. What? I mean, I'm an extrovert, if you can't tell by now. And to put me, putting a extrovert into an introverted environment by force or threat, not physical, but, you know, orders, is like taking an introvert that has a phobia of going outside and forcing them outside. That would be a horrible thing to do to people. Well, it is a governor order. You shall go outside and talk to people. I can't do that. I'm scared to death. So why would you make an extrovert sit inside? Flip of the coin. Two sides of the same coin. Why would you do that? That's horrible. It's a horrible way to treat people. But it's good times to heal, reflect, grow, plan, look at your life. Stop the clock, like Bonnie said, and look from the outside and go, this is bullshit. And then make positive changes. And one of those positive changes, although I painted a very dark gloom and doom picture for owning a business, it's not the beginning or the end, it's the journey. Where you start and where you're finished really doesn't matter. It's the journey that you took. And if you don't decide to take that journey, you're doing yourself a huge disservice. 
just do it. Just do your homework and do it and make the leap of faith. I listened to Anthony Robbins CDs over 20 years ago and I'll share this and I'm going to go. So you better call in if you're going to call in. Damn it. One thing Anthony Robbins said that I totally disagreed with at the time was when you become successful, your friends and your family and people close to you will become jealous. And I just about ripped that CD out and gave all those things back to a friend that borrowed them to me who was a business owner because that helped him. I just about stopped listening to it and gave him back to him. Go, this guy's a fucking asshole. He's trying to divide me from my family. My friends wouldn't do that. My family wouldn't do that. Yes, they will. So if I say anything to you about betrayal, because I, well, Tim, you must have did something. No, I allegedly cheated on my wife with a Hooters girl. It could be my fucking daughter. Uh, or was on a double date, which I wasn't. I mean, really, what's the point of not coming out and saying the truth at this point? I've lost everything. What would it hurt because of my pride, my ego? I don't care about that. I mean, my pride, I do a little bit. My ego, it's not about an ego thing. Why wouldn't I just spill the beans? I really have nothing to lose because it didn't happen. That's why. But I can promise you, <laughs> you're going to get, you're going to get stuff I can't even tell you that you're going to get. So if anything, prepare yourself mentally, physically, and spiritually for betrayal. If you can do that, no one's going to stop you. Because isn't, isn't that the hardest thing to swallow? Besides the big fat red pill for some people that are not awake yet. Well, I like the blue pill. We got to do a minute with the millennials. I forgot about doing that. What do you mean? I can't do that. What do you mean I got to work? What do you mean I, what do you mean I, I'm not going to get paid a hundred grand after I got my bachelor's degree in management. That's not fair. You have just experienced a minute with a millennial. Duh. If anything, learn for the possibility without being paranoid to deal with betrayal. And if you don't know what that is, just watch what's happening to the president. <laughs> so that's why it kills me seeing this man being destroyed from every angle you can possibly think of, except his family, which some of not first degree of separation, but some family members have turned on him too. But I'm talking about his wife and his daughter and his sons and that, that, that is the ultimate betrayal. And quite honestly, I don't know how you even prepare for that because it's it's just like unthinkable, but is a possibility. 
your employees are going to betray you. Your customers are going to betray you. Your friends are going to betray you. It just depends on what level of betrayal and how you perceive betrayal. But Anthony Robbins kind of warned me about that. Saying your friends and your family will all be jealous of you. Well, jealousy and greed brings out the worst in people. That's all I can tell you. But regardless of all of that, I wouldn't trade anything in the world for being a self-starting business owner, operator, growth, learning accounting, learning corporate politics, learning um, leadership roles, sales, growing a company, coming up with a system. And then unfortunately experiencing the failure part of it because I can spot it a mile away now, but I wouldn't trade any of that for my two houses, my three cars, my four snowmobiles, my boat, except for my son, which is not an issue, even to get my family back, I would never trade it. Because it's a life experience and life lessons. And without life and taking risks, then what's the point? You're trying to obtain happiness. But I can promise you this. You might think you're happy. It might seem like you're happy when you got three of everything and you're making $350,000 a year, which, by the way, government's going to get 20% of that. Uh, and the state's going to get their 5% or whatever. And then the insurance companies are going to, and yada, yada, yada. You don't keep 350 grand. That would be nice. Uh, isn't going to make you happy. You are going to make you happy. Not external things, internal things. And the key to that is finding out who the fuck you really are. And that's something you have to find. So that's it. So no one's calling in. I'm done. I think that's a good way to leave this show. And it's been two hours and nine minutes. Check Facebook, mate. Why? What about it? I think uh, I think they put us in jail, according to Scarlett. I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know if Melissa's still listening or not. But in order to have a business Facebook web page, you have to have a personal web page. And I think therein's lying the problem. I don't know. It's not really my thing. So what's this? The closest to you know your vulnerabilities. Yes, it's art of war crap. And the biggest mistake, oh my God, I wish I could go back in time to myself and go, Tim, this is what's going to happen. And I probably still wouldn't even listen. Because I have no doubt at one point, my wife and my daughter would have taken a bullet from me. But you let the one, all it takes is one. I'm not kidding you. One wrong person to let into your life and it all can be destroyed. I would be kind. I would be generous. I would be compassionate, but I would be very, 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 very selective in who you let in. That's another lesson I learned. I wanted to share everything and go, yeah, this is what I did and be motivation for my employees but it backfired and all they wanted was what I had and they took it. 
and that's another lesson learned. But here, the closest to you know all your vulnerabilities, yes. And they know the best place to piss you off, yes. And what is near and dear to your heart, which, which was my family and my business, it was taken from me. I didn't lose it. It was taken from me. Uh, but you learn more about yourself when they do. You're fucking right. You're absolutely right. I told this kid on this, uh, I'm surprised my phone ain't blowing up since I told this guy to fuck off, but, and I, I didn't tell this kid. I told a guy that made a comment that it had nothing to do with the topic. And I said, if you can deal with losing everything, including your family to go into business, then you can do it. If you can't, then don't. And you're not going to read that in a fucking business book or see that on uh, CNBC or Fox Business or anything. You're not going to see that. You're just going to get a guy in a three-piece suit. Oh, yeah, I'm an entrepreneur and I made a gazillion dollars and yada, blah, 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 blah. They'll never tell you that part of it because maybe it didn't happen to them. Maybe it did. But they're, they're not going to really sell anything if they tell you that. You're like, fuck you. I ain't doing that. I'm not losing my family. But you really find out who family truly is. And not only that, here, here's the key here. Listen to this. With all your anger and your resentments, and if you have those issues right now, watch the movie The Shack. That movie saved my life, okay? You need to let go, especially the judgment scene in that movie. I mean, I just like, oh my God, if you can't make it through that movie without crying, I would question you, but it totally took me almost to my knees, made me pray for everybody that betrayed me. And I finally, you just can't let go. You know, it's not like a diet and you go, oh, I'm not going to drink pop anymore You know, it, or smoking. You know, it, it takes time. But I finally learned, I had my epiphany in forgiving people and letting go. That's when it started after that movie. That movie saved my life. But I can promise you this. If you let go and let karma in the universe serve justice, it will be 10 times of what you could ever do. And whatever you would want to do is, which is make them hurt, make them feel the pain that they gave you. And on top of that, even more. Because you fucked with me, okay? I think it's normal. If, if you don't, go fuck with a mama bear or tiger when her cubs are around and see what happens to you, okay? There you go. I think it's a normal survival reaction, okay? And you're looking for justice, but you're not going to get it. And here's the thing. You find out who friends and family truly are when all this goes down, okay? I was told verbatim by my wife of 27 years. I don't want to make this about me. I'm trying to make a point here. I am going to destroy you. And then not to mention, I will protect my son-in-law at all costs. Okay. Two things that just devastated me. Okay. But you find out who you are married to and who you have in your life. Okay. So when that's all said and done and all that shit's, I mean, it's never gone. It's never going to be gone. But as time goes by, you watch what these people that you trusted and were quote unquote family 
and bound by God and vows in your own daughter and other people, you watch what they do. So not only do you discover who they truly are, in essence, when they destroy you, watch what they do after mission accomplished and they move on with their life. That really reveals the person they truly are. So it's really just not you when it's happening to you because you're defensive and you know, oh, now I really found out what a real bitch you are, if I'm, well, whatever, or what an asshole you are if you're a guy. So when they're all done with that, mission accomplished, the divorce is gone, everything's destroyed. Watch what that person does with their life now after they've moved on, so they call it, from you. That's when you'll truly find out who they are. So that it will, it will give you a vindication that what was really happening to you was because of the people they are, but you're so in love with them and you trusted them and you married them and you had vows and you brought them into this world. Watch their behavior after mission accomplished and you will find out who they really are. It's a hell of a way to find out, but it's true. What's up on YouTube? Dale H on YouTube. Never heard of him. All right. They knock you down, but you get up again, and they are never going to keep you down because you stay out of reach. The martial art of surviving life. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. But I think also hardening your heart a little bit. But I, I just, I am who I am. So my kindness will always be a chink in my armor. But I can, I can limit the people that can attack that by making my circle very close. And now I can see it, and I won't be dismissive of it. I'll call it out in two seconds. So uh, you can call it what you want. You can call it being an asshole, overreactive, unresolved issues, not getting over your divorce, not getting over your business. You can call it whatever the fuck you want as an observer, but that is what it is. My bullshit detector is at the highest level it will ever be. And if I call bullshit, I'm calling bullshit. So, but it took a long time, 50, let's see. Well, no, I'd say no, 56 years to figure that out. But you got to forgive my upbringing and my family environment, and my indoctrination and all the other bullshit. So, you know, a good 20 years, 18 years of my life was all for the most part, lies and deception. So, I mean, quite honestly, people are going to really get pissed at this one. Quite honestly, family and people close to you who are really causing your problems and fucking you up. I mean, think about it. Be honest. Oh my God, it's my mother-in-law. Oh my God, it's 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 the ex. Oh my God, it's my old man. Oh my God, it's my wife, my husband. Oh my God, my kids are bugging the shit out of me. I mean, I'm just being honest. You know, the kid, the kids. You know, that's your responsibility until you're 18. So your kids can't be the cause of your problems. You decided to have them. That's on you. But 18 years and older, 
and who you let people in your life is on you. And I would say probably over 90% of people's problems are because of their fucking family. That's just my experience. You want to fuck yourself, go ahead. But I can promise you most of my problems have become my problems by letting people close to me. That's why I wish everybody was a dog. A dog loves you, shaking their ass, want to kiss you. you let's, let's play fetch. Let's go outside. Like, there's no conditions there. There's no manipulation. There's no agenda. A dog loves you because they love you. What's wrong with that? But no, now we got to throw drama and all this other fucking crap. And Really? So, whatever. La, 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 la. What else? I want to end the show, damn it. So this dude gives a good view on what's happening here in Australia. He's only an hour away from me in the same city as my youngest son. Cool. Okay, Dale H. on YouTube. So, that's it. Joseph B. entered the podcast chat room. All right, guys. Well, say what you got to say. That's enough. Two hours and 21 minutes. I got shit to do. Uh, but I was just inspired by, again, to come on here and do this. Didn't have it planned. Some guys asking for guidance and opinions and experience to start a business to make the jump. And I was nice enough to respond. And I just called it out the way it is. I go, well, don't expect to get any support here because you're not going to get it. And then I shared my experience. I gave him my name. I gave him my, G my Gmail account. I go, if you ever want to talk about any of this stuff, you can email me. But the stuff I put up there, oh, okay, Debbie Downer. Okay, Karen, whatever that meant. Really? I'm, I'm dealing with grown professional men. When a guy wants to make the leap of faith to start their own company, and I put out there in five paragraphs my experience and then what I would do if I were you and to look out for this and that, and you better think long and hard because you had the potential to lose everything, and they call me names. I don't, I guess I just said, yeah, go ahead and do it. I made uh, $30 million over 20 years. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. I must break you. Go for it. Sure. Yeah. As a poor guy loses everything he had and worked for without any type of somebody sharing, well, this is what happened to me. It's my story. It's my life. I can do whatever the fuck I want with it. And if somebody asks something, if you don't want the answer, don't ask the question. I've been doing it for 37 years. Just as long or longer than Howard Stern has done his radio show, which will be over in December, I guess. Somebody like me, and I said, well, I want to go on Sirius XM, and I want to do this, and I want to do that. And Howard Stern came, came and said, 
well, this is what's happened to me. And give me the inside scoop on stuff. I would be very eternally grateful for him telling me that. But then it could be perceived as like, well, he doesn't want any competition like I would be. And, you know, he's just trying to keep me down and doesn't want me to do it because I'm a threat. See, that's how most people think. But that's the wrong way to think. So, I don't know. But but this episode was inspired at the last moment by me sharing my experience with a guy that wants to start his own company. And I laid it out. Just like I did in this episode. What I said in this episode was pretty much what I put in a stupid-ass discussion room. Everyone should own and operate some type of business just for the experience because you don't want to go through life going, you know what? I should have done that. I should have done this. I should have done that. If you did it and you fail, you did it. But if you sit there and go, well, I could have, I should have had the opportunity but I didn't do it. Well, that's regrets. And who wants to live life through regrets? Again, I wouldn't change a thing. I have no regrets because of the risks that I took and the lessons that I learned and how I cleaned all the dysfunctional fucking asshole people out of my life. Am I perfect? Fuck no. Am I growing? Yes. Am I healing? Yes. Am I obtaining happiness and becoming successful? Yes. So I have my shortcomings, but I'm working on them. But I don't have the baggage and the restrictions of so-called friends and family trying to keep me down and being a scapegoat for their problems. And that's not a scab truth. And if that sounds familiar and resonates with some of you guys, then you need to do something. I'm not saying disown your family and walk away uh, by any means, but I'm just saying don't let them keep you down. You have all the potential in the world. You just got to do it. Leap of faith, like like Mel said, and like this show. You would have told me 15 years ago, you're going to do a podcast. You're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Why in God's name would I do that? It's never say never. Just listen to the flow of information and the vibes of what you're supposed to be doing and act on it. Right now is a great opportunity to start a small-time business. But then some people would say, well, that's a horrible time. Why did you do that? In my opinion and experience, this is a perfect time. You just got to do it. And you learn as you go. Create a mission statement. Fuck a business plan, all these projections, all these stupid uh, logistic things. If you go to a bank, well, where's your business plan? I don't have one. Well, you need a business plan. How do you know how much money you're going to make? I don't fucking know. When's the next When's the next pandemic coming? When's the next meltdown coming? When's the next 9-11 coming? How the fuck can I answer that? 
Well, if you can't do that, we can't give you money. Also, if I put a fairy tale on paper, that means it's going to happen, right? Fuck no. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But what you can do is for the essence and the meaning of your business, why you're in business, write out a mission statement. Put it on a nice piece of office paper, frame it, and put it in your office and look at it every single day. It's the best advice I can give to you. And work hard and be honest and do whatever you're doing better than anybody else because you have the passion to do it. And that, that's it. I mean, honestly, that's all you need to do. There you go. La, 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 la. Yeah, see, look at this. Look at this. That's for sure, Tim. My only problems are family. See, and that's horrible. In more ways than you can think of. Family's supposed to be bonding and looking out for, for each other and love and support and unconditional, like a dog, like a fucking dog. What have we come to when a dog treats you better than your wife or your husband or your kids or your mom or your dad, you know, whatever in the family structure. Yeah, that's for sure. Tim, my only problems are family. That's horrible, but it's true, but it's true. What Bonnie say? I think more people's problems are because of family than are not. Absolutely. I can say that without any shadow of a doubt. See, but I don't have, I have my son. That's it. But I would rather have one dedicated, loyal person that loves me unconditionally than, I mean, I don't even want to tell you how many relatives I have. My grandma had 13 kids. And I got my cousin in Iowa, too. I, I mean, there's more. Don't get me wrong. But there's very little. And they don't cause me any problems. Because family goes right to the heart. And again, I'm going to say it's a betrayal issue. Extreme? Yes. True? Yes. Your family should never betray you. Ever. But they do. That's right. You need to distance yourself from them. That's exactly right. When I saw my psychiatrist, psychologist, sorry, back in Colorado before COVID hit, because I went back to see him because my parents and my sister and my nieces and nephews are associating with my son-in-law who was diagnosed by my therapist as a sociopath. Okay. It wasn't me. That's what I was told by a paid licensed professional. So then when he started sneaking into my family, after he got done with my wife and my daughter, now he's going after my, my parents and my sister and my nieces and nephew. So I wrote him a letter and I said, uh, I'm not associating with you until, until you decide not to associate with this person. Which threw me into a tailspin emotionally and mentally which I thought it would be best to go see my psychologist. So I sat down for the first time. I had an hour session and I said, okay, I'll probably win the prize for the most fucked up shit. So I told him the whole thing. And you know what he said to me? He said, you're doing the right thing. Don't be part of the circus. This guy's written three books. 
I don't really know any more about him because I saw him two or three times and then COVID hit. But it takes a lot of strength and courage to distance yourself from your family. I didn't burn a bridge. I said, when you're done associating with him and his family, you can contact me. But until then, this is my mom and my dad and my sister for that matter. It takes a lot of strength and courage to rise above and be happy and be at peace and be non-dysfunctional as you can. But yeah, I'm kind of glad you people are being honest and going, yeah, my problems are from my family. And you probably never really thought about it. I'm not talking about work and all that shit. Work, that's a whole different thing. You're always going to have your challenges at work. I'm talking about your personal life. And I will say, I have very few problems because I just associate with my son and a cousin who's a farmer in Iowa. That's it on a family level. Family fucks you up. (laughs) Why? I don't know. I don't really care. All I know is it's not going to, it stops here in this generation with Tim. I am not transferring all that dysfunctionality to anybody else in my family. It stops. That's another boundary thing. So I don't know. If it makes sense, that's great. If it resonates, great. If it don't, then I don't know what to tell you. Read some more books uh, and go to church and pray and read uh, uh, Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. Read It's Okay That You're Not Okay. Read uh, read all kinds of books because once you start getting those, then the ones that are related to that issue, more will pop up and then they might spark your interest, but learn as much as you can about yourself. Cause that's where the answers lie. Yeah. Walk away from toxic people. God, I heard that. Oh, you're just running away. Really? Two and a half years in Colorado living alone. That's the test right there. Live alone, live alone. And then COVID hits and live alone some more and be in uh solitary confinement and really lose your shit. Nobody to talk to, nobody to interact, nobody to get physically and emotionally connected with just you and stupid fucking Facebook, which makes things worse. That's why there are all these problems on Facebook and I'm not going to solve their issues. That's a highly dysfunctional social platform. People vent their shit on there instead of talking to people in real life. Confrontation is not a strength of most people. But yeah, I've been accused of, oh, you're just running away. Really? Two and a half years in solitary confinement for the most part in Colorado. No. Nope. I walk away. I don't run away. And you have to walk away from dysfunctional, toxic people. Which eventually might be on a fucking island in the Caribbean. Because that's the only way I see this happening, to be honest with you. I mean, even church-going people and just people that you think are just so wonderful and got their shit together are fucked up. But you won't know that until it starts making you toxic and then you figure it out. You got to be careful with that. Birds of a feather. 
That's what I'm saying. Read Outwitting the Devil. It's a phenomenal book. It's free on YouTube. You don't even have to buy it. But you should. But you don't have to. All right, two hours and 35 minutes. I'm going to go because I, I could go on forever, just like having sex. Wink, wink. No, kidding. That's it. I'm done. I'm going to go. So what all you have to say, say it now. You all, y'all, and I'm gone. But thanks for listening. Please share the show. I hope it made some sense. I hope it resonated. Apparently it did. Not everybody that listens or downloads it is interacting in the chat room. It's fine. Uh, but I really appreciate it. And if it helped you, one person, mission accomplished. And all my mission is, is to make you think. Even if you don't do anything, think. Just think. Figure it out. Open your mind and swallow a big rat. rat. Big rat? Take two. Big fat red pill. Okay, thanks for listening to me. Share the show. Listen to this network. Do what you got to do. And uh, really, Darren says, I needed to hear that, mate. Thanks from the bottom of my heart. There you go. If I'm motivating and inspiring you and making you think, it's more of a mental warfare challenge that you're looking for a victory in than a physical one. Even if you change your mindset, Mission accomplished. You're not going to make it by meeting new people, relocation changes, job changes, income changes, business, starting a business. You're not going to change that. You need to change your mental awareness. And the only one that can do that is you. So that's it. I'm going to go. I can sit here and preach all day. Got to go. Thanks for listening to me. Please. Please, pretty, please, pretty, please share the show with your wife, which is probably your sister if you live in Tennessee or Texas or wherever the fuck you live, because all those Southerners are just nuts, genetically altered, fucking fucked up people. But that's okay. I love you just as much. And share the show, and I'll see you later. You've been listening to the original Red Pill Show.